Looking at Midas Touch content playlist. Real odd, odd and disqualifying behavior, which would be disqualifying anywhere other than the modern day Republican Party. But I'm going to show you this video that Donald Trump made of himself where he says, Mad dog, psycho, prosecutor Jack Smith needs to go after Obama and Biden. Play this clip. Mad dog, psycho, prosecutor Jack Smith. Sounds like a very innocent name, doesn't it? Put there for only one reason by Biden and the weaponized Justice Department. Should stop this witch hunt altogether or at a minimum should give Biden, Obama, and everybody else the same treatment as they give me. Because we have two sets of justice in our country and the people won't stand for it. I mean, can we just reflect for a moment that he is calling the prosecutor, the special counsel, a mad dog psycho and asking him at the very least to go after Obama and Biden? What does he think this is? I mean, in his own deranged, fascistic mind, is Jack Smith going to go, that's a good video. You made a really good video there. Uh, I think that I am going to stop my investigation of you trying to overthrow our democracy and stealing sensitive compartmented information and thousands of other government records. This was a very compelling video. You Does he expect Jack Smith to go, wow, that was quite the scary video that he made. I'm going to show you another video that Donald Trump made. This is a video Trump made for the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, who Donald Trump refers to as a Racist in reverse. Play this video. Crooked Democrat prosecutors, many of them racists in reverse, they are absolute racists, are trying to steal a second presidential election. They did it in 2020, and we're not going to let them do it again in 2024. Make America great again. So the implication here, of course, I wouldn't say it's an implication, is that Alvin Bragg is prosecuting Donald Trump because Donald Trump is white. That is what Donald Trump means when he says racist in reverse. And by the way, when he talks about Jack Smith's name and he goes, that's a interesting name. It's a dog whistle that he repeats over and over again because what his implication is is that Jack Smith probably has a Jewish last name, and it's not Smith, but he's using Jack Smith to cover up his globalist ambitions in Donald Trump's world. That is the sadistic dog whistle uh, that Donald Trump is trying to make, so we need to call it out and condemn it, and also let you know why does he keep on referring to it. That's the message that he's trying to send his base there. And finally, this is a video where he says, the whole reason that I'm being prosecuted is because of Trump derangement syndrome. That, that's why. And, and, and it's unlawful Trump derangement syndrome. Here, play this clip. Massive and unprecedented prosecutorial misconduct due to Trump derangement syndrome and very, very big leads against both parties in the polls. That's what's causing it. We can't let it happen. It's illegal as can be. We're going to stop it. We're not going to let them win elections by using the law illegally. Thank you. No, you're being prosecuted because you engaged in heinous, heinous, 
and despicable crimes. You try to overthrow our democracy, and you're still trying to do that to this day. You stole thousands of government records, thousands of government records, including sensitive compartmented information, and then continue to lie for about two years that you've returned all of them when you didn't return all of them. You commit crime after crime after crime, and now it's catching up with you. The Department of Justice is engaged in their investigations. You've got the Manhattan District Attorney ready to indict. And you've got Phony Willis in Georgia, the Fulton County District Attorney, ready to indict. And your move is what? You're just going to make a lot of videos? Why, why aren't you going to make some TikTok dances? I mean, what, what are you going to do here? Oh, and by the way, here's the other post that Donald Trump made on his social media platform. He goes, these four radical left investigations of your all-time favorite president, me, is just a continuation of the most disgusting witch hunt in the history of our country. No different than the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, the Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine impeachment scam, the spying on my campaign, the quote, no collusion, Mueller report, etc., whether it's the Mar-a-Lago raid, the unselect committee hoax, the perfect Georgia phone call, or the stormy horse face denials, which I think he means to say the denials, he means that Daniel's extortion plot, all sick, fake news. No, what is incredibly sick is this post. What is incredibly disturbing are the videos that you're making of yourself. Just even the way you talk here, Russia, 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 Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. I mean, what kind of maniac even talks like this other than you? And the fact that the Republican Party, a major political party in the United States of America, sees this and goes, yeah, that's the guy we want us, we want to lead us. He, he's, he's, this, is the, this is the leader right here. Uh, mega, mega, mega. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Russia, Russia, Russia. Let's just say words over and over again. I mean, it makes sense, you know, the MAGA Republicans. Woke, 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 woke this, woke that, Mr. Potato Head, Mr. I mean, it, it is a parody of a parody. If I got this script sent to me, you know, as a, hey, Ben, can you review this? It's about a fascistic idiocracy plot. Do you think that we can make this into a Hollywood movie? I would say, this. I can't believe this is real. No, I'm rejecting this. What? What? What, what is this? But this is who the MAGA Republican Party is today. By the way, when it said Mar-a-Lago raid, did you read that Mar-a-Lardo raid? Because I read it, Mar-a-Lardo raid. And then the fact that he's calling Stormy Daniels repeatedly uh, a horse face, and he's now calling that an extortion plot. I mean, this is some real sick, deranged stuff. But what I see here, when I view this all in context, is someone who is scared. I see someone who is desperate. I don't see strength here. I'm sure special counsel Jack Smith and Alan Bragg and Phony Willis and Letitia James, we don't see strength here. This is what weakness looks like. This is what fear looks like. Right here, capital letters and erratic videos, that's what fear looks like. And here's the thing, that's all they got is fear. That's all they got is fear because it's the bullying. It's the, weird, you know, it's the scare tactics. And by the way, in the Republican Party, that works, right? They're afraid he's going to send a mean tweet. 
and the mean tweet's gonna be so scary, and please don't send a mean tweet. I don't want someone being mean to me. So you could take over this party. You could do whatever you want. Just don't be mean to me. That's like who the MAGA Republicans are. You know, and the pro-democracy community looks at this as you should and go, what the heck is this? What is this conduct? This is disgusting. This is anti-American. We're going to call it out together. Here on the Midas Touch Network, here is part of the Midas Mighty community. Hit subscribe. We're on our way to 1 million subscribers thanks to your incredible support. So please hit subscribe. Also, will you check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch? P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch. Also, wherever you get your audio podcast, just uh, make sure you subscribe there too. It's free to subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast. Just search Midas Touch podcast. But make sure you subscribe to this YouTube channel. We'll- Trump's latest grift accidentally exposes more crimes. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Donald Trump's latest grift that he has announced may actually be implicating him in more criminal conduct that special counsel Jack Smith is investigating. Let me explain. But which grift am I talking about? Am I talking about this latest grift? Trump issues free watch to all supporters. Liberals demanding it be pulled from shelves. No, not that, Griff. Or what about this one? Tired of overpaying woke insurance companies? Insure your life with the America First insurance endorsed by Don Trump Jr. No, not that, Griff. What about this, Griff? Free Trump 2024 gold bar. Grab yours today. No, not that grift. Okay, is it this one? Trump issues free $1,000 bill to all supporters. Claim yours now. No, not that grift. How about the Digital World Acquisition Company's stock that is absolutely tanking the Trump spec? No, that's not the grift I'm talking about here, but I'll do another video on that one shortly. How about the Trump NFT? No, not that grift, but I will be talking about that one shortly. Oh, it is this one. Donald Trump is announcing his latest book, which are letters that he received, which more likely sounds like letters that he stole, which don't belong to him, which actually belong to the American people. This is what Donald Trump announced on his social media platform the other day. He goes, great news. My new book, Letters to Trump, is available for pre-order today. The most incredible letters that I have received over many years. You know, before getting into the potential criminal implications here, you know, oftentimes when presidents leave the office, they write an autobiography, you know, they actually write a book about their lives of substance. But Donald Trump is just so lazy, he's unable to even prepare an autobiography. He can't even get a ghostwriter to write it for him. So the book that Donald Trump is putting out is Letters to Trump, a collection of letters that he received. The grift is is that he's going to just publish other people's letters to him. That wasn't his only post, by the way, on this. He had to attack Ron DeSantis. Which, by the way, I'm all for these MAGA Republicans attacking each other. But this is the other post that Donald Trump made. Some in the fake news are falsely stating 
that Ron De Sanctimonious's book is doing as well as Letters to Trump, my new book. This is fake news in that Letters doesn't even come out until April 25th. Ron has groups buying his book in order to inflate sales. And in fact, on the first day, his book was already 30% discounted. Letters to Trump has much different pricing and is a coffee table book. The so-called stars corresponded with me. You'll love it. Pre-order it. He goes, the so-called stars love it. Where have I heard that before? Wasn't it Donald Trump who says when you are a star, they just let you get away with it. They let you get away with whatever it is that you want to do. You know, and I'm pretty sure in a recent federal court order in the E. Jean Carroll defamation case, the court explained that Donald Trump considers himself a quote-unquote star and says because of that he was able to sexually assault women. But I digress there. But when we talk about these letters to Trump, you know, one of the things that I had always said about Donald Trump's theft of the thousands of government records which he concealed at Mar-a-Lago is that he always wanted to use these transactionally. He always wanted to profit off of these records, and he could profit from them a number of ways. For example, he can steal secret compartmented information, and then in business dealings with foreign governments, like the Saudis, for example, he can say, I have access, I have records, that's why you should give me a loan. Heck, his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, got $2 billion when they left the White House. Even though Jared Kushner is not a money manager, he received $2 billion to manage that money for the Saudi government. And the Saudi prince, MBS, now the leader of Saudi Arabia, um, bragged, at least in 2018, that uh, Jared Kushner had given him classified information, had given the Saudi government the enemies list, so then Saudi Arabia swiftly executed people in Saudi Arabia. And then MBS also bragged that he had Jared Kushner in his pocket. So that's one example of how Trump would steal the sensitive compartmented information, government records, top secret records, for his own transactional purposes. But here's another example, a, a more uh, simple-minded yet equally illegal example where he stole documents and letters because he's too lazy to actually write a book himself. See, we forget how dumb Donald Trump is sometimes. In addition to being a dangerous fascist, he's also very dumb. And you could think in his mind, him thinking to himself, hey, I need to actually steal these records. I'll make a book about it. I'll make NFTs about them, and I'll publish all these government records, and that's how I'll make money. Occam's razor, sometimes the simplest explanation, or with Trump, the dumbest explanations are actually the explanations. I mean, look, this was uh, Donald Trump in 2018, um, where he's bragging about a meeting he held with Kim Jong-un, and saying what a very nice letter he received. Play this clip. This is a very good meeting. Don't forget, this was a meeting uh, where a letter was given to me by Kim Jong-un, and that letter was uh, a very nice letter. Oh, would you like to see what was in that letter? Would you like How much? How much? How much? And you remember the breaking news from uh, October of 2022 involving the National Archives telling Trump's attorneys that it was missing original correspondence with Kim Jong-un. Play this clip. 
If you're an Arizona homeowner that pays more than $67 a month for electricity, you may qualify to go solar. Play this clip. Fascinating details this morning about some of the government records that were missing from the National Archives after Donald Trump left the White House. They included correspondence between Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Also missing was the letter that former President Barack Obama left for former President Trump when he took office. The National Archives made those details public yesterday in response to a Freedom of Information Act request by numerous news organizations. And then, of course, we have the audio of Maggie Haberman interviewing Donald Trump, where uh, Donald Trump talks about taking records like letters of Kim Jong-un. Play the clip, and then I'll explain. Did you leave the White House with anything in particular? Are there any memento documents you took with you? Anything of no, Nothing of great urgency. No. Okay. I have great things, though, you know, uh, the letters, the Kim Jong-un mm -hmm. letters, I had many of them. You were able to take those with you? Look at what's happening. Wow. No, I, I, think that has the, I think that's in the uh, archives. But most of it is in the archives. Okay. But the Kim Jong-un letters, we have incredible things. I have incredible letters with other leaders. This was one of his grips. He wanted to write the book, Letters to Trump, and profit off of it. It's so easy. The motive, you may be thinking, wow, that's um, that's what he wanted to do with it. It's one of the things that he wanted to do with it. And that's likely one of the reasons that he stole our government records, records that don't belong to him, because unlike other presidents who actually write autobiographies, Trump's grift was, you know what, I'm just going to take the records and I'm going to uh, put them in a book and I'm going to call it a coffee table book and I'm going to sell it to a lot of my, for a lot of money to my cult followers. And then he's bragging about it on a social media platform. He's bragging about it there. By the way, how wild were those Trump ads that I showed you on a social media platform with the Trump thousand dollar bills and the Trump gold bars and the tired of overpaying for woke insurance. I mean, this stuff is pretty, some humiliating, this is some shameful, shameful, shameful stuff here. I'm so glad this pro-democracy community, this pro-normal community, this previously exhausted majority of people are just, we're all looking at this and we're saying, you know what, these MAGA Republicans, these extremists, they can't, they can't have power. Let's, we could disagree on some issues, whether you're progressive, liberal, if you're formerly a conservative, but, you know, you're pro-democracy and you're anti-Trump or you're independent or you're not affiliated with any political party. Let's, let's, let's look, let's disagree on issues. It's all good. And let's uh, disagree on maybe degrees and, and let's have like a good debate. But ultimately we agree that we love this country and the type of things that Trump and these MAGA Republicans, the new Republican Party is engaged in, is just absolutely dangerous and absolutely insane. And together we'll continue to call it out. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We are on our way to 1 million subscribers thanks to your incredible support. So please hit subscribe right now. Also, check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. You'll love the content we have there, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash Midas Touch. And also, wherever Let's you get see, your audio yeah. podcast. Video of Trump services showing his total culpability.
I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Video has surfaced of Donald Trump bragging about legislation that he introduced, which repealed critical regulations which would have prevented the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. Let me explain. By now, I'm sure you've heard about the collapse of SVB or Silicon Valley Bank. At the time of its failure, it had over $200 billion in assets. It referred to itself as the innovator in the tech space, the financial partner of innovation economy. It banked a lot of venture capital companies, a lot of tech companies. And just so you have a sense of comparison, the $200 billion in assets that SVB had at the time of its failure, how does it compare to, say, a bigger bank like J.P. Morgan Chase? J.P. Morgan Chase has approximately $3.31 trillion in assets. But nonetheless, SVB was a big player at the time. So what happened to SVB? I think Vox gave a very good analysis here about the good old-fashioned bank run that took place, and this is how it's described. The bank takes deposits from clients and invests them in generally safe securities like bonds. As the Federal Reserve increased interest rates, those bonds became worth less. That wouldn't normally be an issue. SVB would just wait for those bonds to mature, but because there's been a slowdown in venture capital and tech more broadly, and they were... Uh, significantly, almost primarily banking more than 50% of their client base being from tech. Deposit inflows uh, slowed, clients started withdrawing their money, and there was a run on the bank. However, this would have been detected. The vulnerable balance sheet would have been detected under Dodd-Frank regulations, which were rolled back under the Trump administration. Now, there's been video that has surfaced of Donald Trump basically bragging about enacting uh, a new law that would basically repeal the regulation. This video of Donald Trump comes from May 4th, 2018, where he signs into law a, uh, a law that's referred to as the 2018 Economic Growth and Regulatory and Consumer Protection Act. And at the end of the day, it has this name that it actually did the exact opposite and injected a lot more risk. Everything that Dodd-Frank was uh, created to fix, Trump undid those regulations and basically caused this to happen. As New York Times explains, some banking experts pointed out that a bank as large as Silicon Valley Bank might have managed its interest rate risks better had parts of the Dodd-Frank financial regulatory package put in place after the 2008 crisis not been rolled back under President Trump. In 2018, President Trump signed a bill that lessened regulatory scrutiny for many regional banks. Silicon Valley Bank's chief executive, Greg Becker, was a strong supporter of the change, which reduced how frequently banks with assets between $100 billion and $250 billion had to submit to stress tests by the Fed. They essentially avoided stress tests by the Fed and as a result incurred all of this risk and then suddenly failed with this bank run. I'm going to play for you now the video 
that has surfaced. Midas Touch Network broke this story on our social media accounts. This is from May 4th of 2018 with Donald Trump bragging about repealing the key portions of the Dodd-Frank Act that would have stopped this exact collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. Play the clip. The legislation I'm signing today rolls back the crippling Dodd-Frank regulations that are crushing community banks and credit unions nationwide. They were in such trouble. One size fits all. Those rules just don't work. And community banks and credit unions should be regulated the same way. And you have to really look at this. They should be regulated the same way with proviso for safety as in the past when they were vibrant and strong, but they shouldn't be regulated the same way as the large, complex financial institutions. And that's what happened when they were being put out of business one by one. And they weren't lending. Since its passage in 2010, Dodd-Frank has dealt a huge blow to community banking. As a candidate, I pledged that we would rescue these community banks from Dodd-Frank, the disaster of Dodd-Frank, and now we are keeping that commitment, and all of the people with me are keeping that commitment. We passed and signed a record number of bills terminating job-killing regulations. In the history of our country, no president, whether it's four years, eight years, or 16 years in one case, has ever passed more regulation cuts. Well, with Donald Trump, there is a video for everything. And as time progresses, we see what a menace he was. Look, every business that he ran before going into office, he crashed. Everything he's touched in his life, he's bankrupted. So it shouldn't shock you that he would engage in policies he has no clue about that would result in these types of crises. From uh, Representative Katie Porter, she posted on her uh, social media, she wrote the following on Twitter. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank was totally avoidable. In 2018, Wall Street pushed a deregulation bill that allowed banks like SVB to take reckless risks. It passed even as I and many others warned of the risks. I am writing legislation to reverse that law. S2155. Five. That was the law. S2155 became the Economic Growth and Regulatory Consumer Protection Act, which did the exact opposite, which Trump signed into law. By the way, it was the 115th Congress. Republicans controlled the Senate. Republicans controlled the House of Representatives. So while Trump was saying he's going to come up with a health care plan that's better than Obamacare, and when Trump said that he was going to deliver infrastructure, he did none of those. Instead, they rolled back critical regulations that were part of Dodd-Frank, which would have stopped this from happening. This from The Intercept. Let me read this to you from Ken Klippenstein. He writes, After successfully lobbying for the rollback of new rules applied to Wall Street in the wake of the financial crisis, lobbyists for Silicon Valley Bank immediately began pressing their case further to federal authority that ensures bank deposits in the event of another crisis, according to lobbying disclosures reviewed by The Intercept. The lobbying effort managed to exempt banks the size of SVB 
from more stringent regulations, including stress tests aimed at uncovering the type of weaknesses that led to the bank's implosion last week. Two of the bank's top lobbyists previously served as senior staffers for House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who himself pushed for the repeal of significant pieces of the landmark Wall Street reform legislation known as Dodd-Frank. Don't buy solar panels. Seriously. Don't there buy solar panels. <laughs> very good reason why we're saying this. If you're thinking about buying solar panels, don't. As Dodd-Frank. We don't give too much kudos here usually, or we should, but we haven't really highlighted good floor speeches by Senator Dianne Feinstein, the Democrat from California. But in real time, back in 2018, when this law, S2155, was being, uh, the legislation was being circulated in the Senate, she called it. I want to play for you the speech that she delivered on the House floor before it was signed into law where she called it out, where she explained exactly what was going to happen. This video is prescient. This video is incredible. And one thing I just want to say before playing this video for you, though, is the following. Now you have all of these Republicans, all of these Republicans who called for deregulation, who are the arsonists. They are the arsonists. So what do they do now? The very first thing they do is they blame the government. They blame the government that they removed from the regulatory scheme that would have stopped this from happening. The Republicans go, oh, it's Biden's fault. We need the government in. We need the government in now. Bail us out. Bail us out. Bail us out. Now that they were responsible for the failure that they screwed over working class and middle class Americans, and now they want the bailout. Now they want the bailout. And that's what we repeatedly talk about here at the Midas Touch Network, which is priorities, priorities, which is these MAGA Republicans support the billionaire class. They support the 0.0001% of Americans, the uber ultra billionaires and DECA millionaires, and they try to distract Americans with all of the issues about Mr. Potato Head and woke this, woke that, and pronouns and all of these things while they pass bills that remove important regulation so they can just greedily steal all of this money and take all of this money. Look, we got to wake up. We got to open up our eyes and see specifically what these MAGA Republicans did before, what they're doing now, and the devastation caused by Donald Trump. So with that said, please watch this video I'm about to play of Dianne Feinstein. It is really important. Play the clip. Mr. President, I rise to discuss S2155. It's called the Economic Growth Regulatory Relief and Consumer Protection Act. Now, you'd think from the title that I would be all for it. But as one who went through uh, the drop in the economy uh, when we were on the brink of collapse, I believe this is a very bad bill. Let me take you back for a moment to that time. Banks were teetering and over 300 would fail in the next three years. For perspective, only three banks failed in the year of 2007. Unemployment was skyrocketing. We lost $19 trillion in household wealth. Americans lost nearly 9 million jobs. In my state, California, 
more than two million people were unemployed. Three and a half million mortgages were at risk, and nearly 200,000 people filed for bankruptcy. Now that the economy is recovered, and unemployment has decreased from its high point of 10% during the crisis, I worry that my colleagues have forgotten the magnitude of this crisis. I simply cannot. I remember sitting in caucuses, hearing from our top financial officials about the potential for a total collapse of our economy. Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner testified to the House Financial Services Committee, and I quote, our financial system failed to do its job and came precariously close to failing altogether, end quote. That is not an exaggeration, Mr. President, for those of us that were here, who listened to the economists, who heard what was happening, we feared a total collapse. And personal conversations I had with these economists carried the most dire warnings. We should never get close to that point again. Congress spent more than $400 billion on something labeled TARP, Troubled Asset Relief Program, to help stabilize the economy. It was very controversial at the time, but we have since recouped more than we spent on that bank program. Congress then passed the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act in 2010, putting in place policies to prevent another financial crisis. Protections on the largest banks. Now, just eight years later, how quickly we forget we are considering loosening these protections. Have we forgotten the lessons from 10 years ago and the devastating consequences for American families? As with any bill we pass, I'm open to looking at how it's been implemented and making adjustments as needed. For Dodd-Frank, I agree that community banks and credit units unions shouldn't be regulated the same way as the largest banks in the country. I'm open to adjusting some of these regulations for them. But this bill simply goes too far. It goes beyond targeted relief for small institutions. The nonpartisan CBO, Congressional Budget Office, says the probability of a large bank failing or another financial crisis will go up if this bill is enacted. You know, I think everything that uh, Senator Feinstein said there, again, this was before the bill was signed into law in 2018. And she called it. She said, we need to reflect on why we have this regulation in the first place. And it's not just regulation on the financial sector. It's regulation. It's safety regulation. It's, it's regulation for our environment. It's regulation for toxic substances. It's regulations that try to stop train derailments. It's regulation that is important for people's safety, for life. That's why these regulations exist. That's why these regulations exist. And you have MAGA Republicans bragging about creating this dystopian vision 
by just haphazardly removing the regulations. The regulations are rooted in a historical experience about why they are needed in the first place. So I just Duh. wanted to give you that backstory, explain to you SVB, explain to you uh, the broader implications of how something like that could happen. SVB was uniquely exposed based on its reliance on tech sector deposits, unlike lots of other banking institutions. So it is a unique circumstance there. However, that could have been caught. That could have been prevented. We need to wake up and just stop with this Trump grift, yeah. MAGA Republican Y'all need to fucking wake up. They don't know up. what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing at all. You wonder wake up. what the problem is in America. You wonder what the problem in America. Blame yourselves for putting up with all this shit. These are a bunch of Nazi pigs. Fucking Hitler loving. <laughs> you know, overt blatantly. It's all, the information's there for you uh, all to see, and you're just ignoring it. All you have to do is exercise your democracy, dumb shits.